Welcome to another round of Drawing Board or Miro Board. Today, we talk brainstorms with UX designer Brian. Let's go. First question. You thought you'd see everyone's idea in the team brainstorm, but you've got a grand total of one. Drawing Board or Miro Board? Drawing Board, right? Because in Miro, the team can add ideas now or later. And with Privacy Mode, we can keep them anonymous until they're good to share. Correct. Next, you need the best way to explain your idea, but all you have is a few sticky notes. Drawing board or Miro board? Drawing board, because, you know, in Miro, I could record videos, add text, images, links, and digital sticky notes, of course, present my thoughts the way I want. Right again! Now, you're looking for a past idea you thought was just genius. Only you could find... Oh, there it is! Drawing board or... Miro! Our finished and unfinished work lives in one place. And he's won. Join over 60 million people getting ideas noticed in Miro Brainstorms. Get your first three boards for free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. All right. How you doing, everyone? I'm Russ Salzberg, and once again, I want you all to listen up here and get a load of this. The Tokyo Olympics are now over, and I gotta say, Team USA left me very, very pleased. Not because they won the most medals. No, it was because they performed for the best reason of all, that being the sheer joy of competition, and that's the way it ought to be. So like I said, listen up here, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. When I say the sheer joy of competition, nobody, and I'm not taking anything away from anybody. I'm sure if somebody's listening to this, you might want to say, well, Rush, leaving this person out. That's not what I'm meaning to do. But for the sheer joy of competition, the sheer joy of competition, kudos go to Team USA's men's basketball team. Really. Because what they did, as far as I'm concerned, was beyond outstanding. And, and listen, folks, today's podcast is is all about positivity. I am not going to touch anything negative today. I'm going to touch all and talk about all the positive vibes that I got and that I have felt from watching the Olympics. Because, you know, everything is not my cup of tea and God bless everybody. You you know, um, whether it's equestrian, whatever, I I don't care. I I don't care about beach volleyball. But there were certain examples of what I mean about the sheer joy of competition and it was exemplified by certain individuals. And just to me, none more so than the men's basketball team from 
the United States. And I'm not taking anything away from the women because they won their gold as well. But I'm bringing up the men for reasons, and you know I spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. Like everybody was like, oh my God, it was the end of the world. They lost, a, first of all, they had lost a couple of exhibition games. Who they lose to? They lose, lost to Nigeria. They lost to Australia. Then they lost the opening game to the team they eventually beat for the gold medal, France. And if you remember a couple of weeks ago, like I was telling you, what's the big deal? I mean, people were calling their loss to France a disgrace. You know, they were getting themselves nuts over the exhibition games against Nigeria and Australia. I can't, I can't get into that. And I told you that's not the case. That a couple of weeks ago, I said, hey, the NBA wanted to make basketball, their sport, a global sport. It is a global sport. I will repeat it again. Your two best young players in the league are Luka Doncic and uh, the Greek freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay? It's, it's a global international sport. And all these other countries have great players, NBA players on their respective teams. I was reading this morning someplace, somebody was saying, well, you know, uh, and I'm going to get into Kevin Durant, but they were saying, you know, U.S., they're not going to have Kevin Durant forever. What are they going to do? That, you know, somebody to, you know, carry them on his back. Well, you know what? No, you're not going to have that forever. And the USA should not be expected to win forever. And it's certainly going to get harder and harder and harder. These Olympics, the men's basketball schedule and, and their grouping and what, did not surprise me at all. Certainly didn't shock me. Could they lose a game? Well, you know, when you look at the schedule, yeah, they can lose games. They got NBA players on other teams. But when I say for the sheer joy of competition, you have to remember something, folks. Uh, The NBA, and I've got into this plenty the past year and a half with the pandemic, the past two seasons, you know, with the protests and this and that. And a lot of guys had a lot of things to say, whether it was BLM and taking knees or, you know, during anthems or whatever. You know what? All these guys came, went, I should say, went to Tokyo for one reason, to perform as part of a team for the United States. That's what they did. Guy like Kevin Durant, I I mean, if Kevin Durant would have said, I don't want to go, nobody, as far as I'm concerned, nobody but nobody could have faulted him. The, the guy, listen, the Nets signed him. He sat out a year. Coming back from a serious injury. He was injured this year. He, he, he dealt with COVID. He dealt with different things. Nobody, he had a grueling playoff. Scored 49 points in a game five against the Bucks in the Eastern Conference semifinals. Scores 48 in a game seven. That they lose. I mean, the guy was exhausted. He gets on a plane and goes to Tokyo to perform. You had other guys on the team. 
Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton of the Bucks. They won a championship. They hopped on a plane to perform. Devin Booker of the Suns lost to the Bucks. Hopped on a plane, a plane to perform. They went for the right reasons. The, the sheer joy of competition. I, I'm going to read a quote to you. I just loved reading it from Durant. This was after they won the gold medal and they beat France. To build a camaraderie with the most talented guys in the world, to fight for your country, to represent my little section of the United States, my family and everybody else doing the same. How about that? That's what it's all about. It's, it's when people, I'm again, I'm making this positive. People have right to their opinions, but this was the Olympics. This was the Olympics for the U.S. of A. You were representing the team from the United States. They went for the sheer joy of competing. Greg Popovich, great coach, the coach of Team USA, great coach, won all those titles with San Antonio. Not a good coach, great coach. An all-time great coach. I don't like his politics. But you know what? There were no comments from anybody about the politics. It was about going out and performing. And taking the criticism, which I've said this time and again, the criticism that was levied at the men's basketball team I thought was silly. Because we live in our own world, what we expect from them is not realistic. These are different times. The other countries have caught up. The other countries have caught up. They know how to play the game and they know how to play it well. They play it so well, they have teams, they have players from their countries performing as stars in the NBA. So what's the surprise? And and as far as let me get to the Bucks. Drew Holiday. To me, he's the best defensive player in the NBA. He showed it to me during the playoffs, and he showed it to me in the Olympics. The guy can shut people down. And when his scoring is not on, it doesn't affect him because he's still got his defense to perform. It's the, that's the mindset of a winning basketball player. That's why he's an NBA champion now. A pr- pretty good season, I say, him and Middleton had. Going from winning an NBA title to going and winning an Olympic gold medal. That's pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. Uh, it, it, as far as Kevin Durant, I mean, when you look at this guy, and I, I don't even have to get into all the numbers I, I really don't, but, you know, he's now Team USA's all-time leading scorer in the Olympics. I mean, you think about what this guy's done. In a gold medal game in London, he scored 30, the clinching game. In the gold medal game in Rio, four or five years ago, whatever the hell it was, yeah, four years ago, five years ago now, he scores 30. In Japan, he scores 29. The, the guy... I mean, when you want to talk about the best, it's hard to leave his name out now. 
out of the conversation. I mean, he was always, when you talk about arguably who's the best, and I know there's LeBron fans and this and that, but I mean, this guy. And on top of it, on top of it, on a day he drops in to 29 and helps him clinch a gold medal, early in the day he agrees to uh, basically, what was it, $198 million four-year deal extension with the Nets. A mere, a mere bag of shells, roughly $50 million a year. In today's world, greatness is greatness. God bless you. I'm a capital a capitalist. So make as much as you can. God bless him. If somebody's willing to pay, and there are there are, listen, there are guys making forty and fifty million in the NBA, like hey, like handing out uh, nickels and dimes. God bless. I'm all for him. When you can perform like that and not dog it, and not use excuses. And I, I just can't say enough about Kevin Durant and, again, the men's basketball team. There was no, no there was no political talk. And during these times between the pandemic and wokeness and every other and this and that, and there was none of that. None. I don't know if the people, if the coaches and, and the officials, organizers from Team USA the administrators, the players, I don't know if they all got together. To me, the only thing they got together to talk about was, let's go out there and compete. Compete for the sheer joy of competition. And that's all I got to see. To watch these guys at the end of the Olympics on, on the stand, putting the medals on each other. I, I'm telling you, I had goosebumps. Watching Kevin Durant go and get an American flag and drape it around himself with all what this country has had to deal with. It wasn't staged at all. That was sheer joy. It was sheer joy of winning. And it was sheer joy of winning because they competed for the right reason. It was the sheer joy of competing. I mean that. You know, for some of you who've been listening to me for a while now, back in the day when Bill Parcells was the head coach of the Giants, and you won his two Super Bowls, of course, with Big Blue. Uh, he once told me we were talking, we were talking amongst ourselves before, prior to uh, a media session. And he told me, he goes, hey, Salzburg, he says, let me tell you something. Sims and Taylor, meaning Lawrence Taylor, Phil Sims and Lawrence Taylor, he goes, they would compete in a parking lot. And I looked at him like, what are you talking about? He goes, I'm telling you, they would compete in a parking lot. And I think part of the discussion came up because we were talking about holding out. I don't know who it was at the time. It might have been LT or in a contract dispute. I didn't realize what he was talking about till I was on the golf course at different times with both Taylor and Sims. And let me tell you, I was on a, a, a practice putting tee with Sims. He had me over to his place in Jersey as a guest. We're on the practice tee. You know, I'm a half-assed golfer at the time, hacker, not playing anymore. And I'm watching him practice putting. And everything was serious. Everything was serious. He took it serious. Because you know what to him it was? He just looked at me and said, I just, Russ, I just love to compete, love to try and win. And Taylor, 
I, I was hosting something, the, the um, NFL um, and, and the senior circuit, the PGA senior circuit used to have a um, uh, an annual, every year, a tournament up at the Upper Montclair Country Club here in Jersey. And um, I got to host certain events. Uh, and I saw Lawrence, he, to me, he competed like he was competing in a Super Bowl. It's the sheer joy of competition. And I don't think a lot of people understand that's the insides of a real professional athlete. That's what takes them to that level. You know, when people call you up every day and say, well, I'm this, you know, you know, Russ, I played this, you know, and I played high school football and I played college basketball and bada beep, bada bop, bada boop, and I played baseball. You know what? There's only a handful of guys that play in the pros. It's a big time difference. But again, when I talk about the sheer joy of competition, I'm not just talking about the men's basketball team. And again, uh, kudos, as I said, to the women as well. Uh, I, I just talk more. I'm talking more about the men just because they were so front and center in a lot of the protests and comments made and the political strife. And you didn't hear none of it. It was let's go compete and win a gold medal for the USA. That's what they did. And then, you know, my favorite thing that I enjoy when I watch the Olympics is the track and field. And let me tell you, some of the ladies, oh my goodness gracious. I, I can't, how, how about this Tam, uh, uh, Tamara Mensah-Stock? Huh? How about her, who became the first black woman ever to win a gold in wrestling. She won a gold medal in the uh, 68 uh, uh, kilos, kilograms. She won a gold medal. Crying on the podium in joy. Her comment was, I love representing the U.S. I freaking love living here. I'm so happy I get to represent USA. How awesome was that? I'm not mentioning some of the names I mentioned for their protests because I said this podcast today is about positivity. How how about that? Tamira Mensa Stock. How about Athing Moo? Athing Moo, who um, won a gold in the 800 meters and then was the anchor on the women's 4x400 women's relay. So she won two goals, okay? She's from Trenton, New Jersey. You know, if you win a gold, you get like, what, I think it's 37,000 or 37,500. So she gets two goals. You know what she says she's going to do the mo- with the money? She's going to help her mom buy a food cart, a, a, a food truck. How about that? Parents with Sudanese. She's one of seven children, Trenton, New Jersey. Cindy McLaughlin, she won the gold in the women's 400. Dalila Muhammad, she took the bronze in the women's 400. Allison Felix, the great Allison Felix, 
has 11 medals. 11 medals. When she took the bronze in the 400, she surpassed the great legendary Carl Lewis as the winningest track and field representative of the United States. No track and field person from the U.S. has ever won more medals than this woman. Then she won number 11 in the 4 by 400 Sydney McLaughlin started off. She gave it to Allison Felix. Dalila Muhammad was next. And I think Moo won. I mean, when she won, she was the uh, last one. She was the anchor. By the way, I mentioned Athing Moo, parents of Sudanese. She was just thrilled to be representing her country. Tamira Mensah-Stock, her father was from Ghana. From Africa, an African country. These women competed for the sheer joy of competing. You, You saw them... They couldn't wait to put drape the flags around their shoulders. It was wonderful to see. It, it was to me. It was just a special, just a nice feeling. You know, when we hear and see all the crap that we have to hear and see, especially in these times, it was just wonderful. There was nothing else to it. I've spent so much time talking about the negativity. And I'm not one of those people that say, shut up and dribble or this and that. You don't have a right to an opinion. I'm a believer in there's a time and a place. And the time and the place for these people that I'm talking about was Tokyo, Japan. The place was Tokyo and the time was the Olympics. And that's what they did. They went and competed at the highest level and for the right reason. It was for the sheer joy of competition and representing their country and being proud to do so. Believe me, it's great. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for Team USA. They got the most medals. 113. They, they beat China. China had 88. I think it was uh, Russia, the Russian Olympic Committee. I don't know how they figured that out because Russia was suspended, so they they perform under the Olympic Committee. I think they, they, they were third with 71, 71, whatever. The point being, it was just... All the countries, as far as I'm concerned, it was for the right reasons. It was for the sheer joy of competition. There was no political crap involved. And God knows, over the years, we've seen politics rear its ugly, ugly head. Nothing was worse than the 72 Olympics in Munich. When Israeli Olympians were slaughtered. But you know what? This is not a history lesson today. This is just a lesson about Team USA. In 2021, they won the 2020 Olympics in 2021. How funny is that? Well, it's not funny because we're dealing with a pandemic and, you know, and it's also, let's be frank. You, you might say it's not the biggest hardship, but when you're used to competing 
And that's the other thing about the sheer joy of competition to all the athletes, not just Team USA. When you talk about the sheer joy of competition, these people are competing in front of nobody. Nobody. There's no screaming fans. I mean, the whole thing was, how awkward was it the opening night ceremonies? They're coming in, you can hear crickets. But that didn't stop anybody from competing. That was the sheer joy of competition. And boy, they performed. Whether it was gymnastics, whether it was in the pool, they performed with nobody there. Doesn't get better than that. As I say, as I've said, there's nothing better than watching an athlete compete for the simple reason of enjoying the competition. And when they get to do it and you get to see it, it makes it that much better. And that, my friends, is a wrap on this happy get a load of this podcast today. Now I'd like to get a load of you and your thoughts. Let me know what your thoughts are on today's podcast. You can do so on Twitter at Russ Salzberg. You can do it on Facebook. You can also always check out my website at russsalzberg.com. Now I want to thank uh, my home here at Believe.com because as you know, folks, Believe is the number one podcast network for professionals. But above all, got to always thank you to people out there Because without you, the people out there, I'd have nobody in here to be talking to. So until next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying to each and every one of you, bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Have a great week, everybody. And once again, hats off to Team USA. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Welcome to another round of Drawing Board or Miro Board. Today, we talk brainstorms with UX designer Brian. Let's go. First question. You thought you'd see everyone's idea in the team brainstorm, but you've got a grand total of one. Drawing Board or Miro Board? Drawing Board, right? Because in Miro, the team can add ideas now or later. And with privacy mode, we can keep them anonymous until they're good to share. Correct. Next, you need the best way to explain your idea, but all you have is a few sticky notes. Drawing board or Miro board? Drawing board, because, you know, in Miro, I could record videos, add text, images, links, and digital sticky notes, of course, present my thoughts the way I want. Right again! Now, you're looking for a past idea you thought was just genius. Only you could find... Oh, there it is. Drawing board or... Miro. Our finished and unfinished work lives in one place. And he's won. Join over 60 million people getting ideas noticed in Miro Brainstorms. Get your first three boards for free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O dot com.